Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Coach Cast Show. So excited because I have Priya McNeil, maybe, <laughs> to, <laughs> to join us on the show to really share with us her, her journey, right? So Priya is more of a case study. She's an asset manager out of Delaware that um, has been a member of the Real Love Network. And her story is just so beautiful that I thought it would be good to bring it here as one uh, uh, story of hope a story of possibility, and a story of something new. All right. So welcome. Hey, Coach Cass. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Well, you know, I'm excited for you to be here right now. You know, it's like I got the extra, the extra grin going. So I want to, I want to take it all the way back. Right. I want you to, to, to start like where where was that that big breakup or that big heartbreak? I'd love for you to really start there. Okay, so I was married at twenty, uh, so I didn't waste any time. And, <laughs> and out of that marriage, I had three three girls, um, but we separated slash divorced around twenty seven when I turned twenty seven. Um, and so I became a single mom, a divorcee, um, raising three girls in the city of Philadelphia. I recently moved to Delaware about five years ago. Um, and so I was single for about 11 years, right? And so I dated. Oh, you just dated. I tried it. Um, <laughs> I wasn't too good at it, clearly. No. no. <laughs> But I think one of the things or two of the things that really hampered my success in dating was one, I was too masculine, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that a lot of Black women have that characteristic. Now, whether it's intentional or not, like we need it in the workplace, you know, sometimes circumstances dictate us to become that masculine energy. And I definitely um, owned it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and and you were running a household three girls come on chop chop ladies you got to get yes. on the routine yes. you got to do all the things you got to make it happen it just is like you were the person yeah yeah mm. so that was one of my issues and then I think the other one um was some internal work I needed to do right so stemming from childhood, trust issues, I lost my parents really young. Um, so because of that, I thought to myself, you know, everyone I love leaves. So I had to work through some of those issues. Um, and I'm saying um, like five times. You're <laughs> so fine. Never... You're fine. So in 2019, I made a decision to seek a therapist. And I, it was a couple of circumstances that, you know, made me go that route. I was having issues in personal relationships. I wasn't necessarily satisfied with work. And I turned to a therapist. 
And I worked with her for about a year. And you know, therapists are all up in your business. They want to know everything. Yes, everything, <laughs> everything. Everything. So I shared with her that I was seeking love. And you mentioned something before the cameras turned on that people think it won't happen for them. I didn't necessarily believe that. I was believing that God will would send me someone. I was just hoping it wasn't on my deathbed. <laughs> Like nurse jump? Is it you? <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. <laughs> and so the therapist helped me work through some of my issues that I had regarding relationships and feeling good enough. Um, and she also mentioned Coach Cass. <laughs> yeah, so my therapist actually attended your Real Love Network Summit the year prior. So she recommended that I check you out. So of course, I'm Googling. <laughs> like, who is this lady? <laughs> so I'm Googling after this session and I come across your website. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that you were having an online summit that weekend. Talk about timing. Talk about timing. And yeah. so I firmly believe that things open up to you when you're ready to receive them. Mm -hmm. And I think I was at a place where I was, I was always open to love, right? At least I thought I was. Um, but I <laughs> but I was at a place where I was truly open. And I stumbled upon you and I you know, signed up for the Real Up Network Summit, the online summit that you held. Um, and I had to make a decision. Do I continue down the path that I'm on, which hasn't been working, right? Or I give the Real Love Network a shot. Let's do something different. Yes, to something different. <laughs> and I chose something different. And... By doing that, I believe, you know, when you put action to beliefs and works, you know, everything just comes together. By me joining the Real Love Network, I created a profile online um, and then I met my future husband shortly thereafter. Oh, snap. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I know you can't share all the juices of what happened in the network, but what would you say was um, the biggest shift? that happened at a, as a result of the network? And what was your experience just being a part of the community? The community was everything I needed at the time. Um, the ladies that are a part of the Real Love Network, they are very supportive. Um, they are encouraging. They are your friends. And, you know, I don't know if I can say this, but the sister circle, you created a sister circle. So a sister circle was a group of ladies, four or five, and we got together and we met um, every week or every two weeks. And just to share our experiences, like what's going on with life, but also what's going on in the dating world. And if we had any suggestions that one could use in her, <laughs> her online dating or her dating experiences or, you know, um, something that she can use or apply in life. 
And so the sister, uh, sister circle was instrumental, I think, for me. Um, you also hold, you know, your monthly meetings. And that was great as well. The topics that you covered, I think, were needed. Um, and sometimes you would have, you know, folks um, as a part of your panel as well. So I think all of that added to my experience in the Roll Up Network. Beautiful, beautiful. So you ventured online. So let's let's talk about that. So when you saw this man, were you like, yes, this is my husband. This is it. This is the person for me. No, <laughs> not at all. So what had happened? <laughs> so it was another one of those. Let's do something different. No, so I saw. So I saw his profile and I thought to myself, why not? And I reached out and the rest is history. Oh, <laughs> come on, the rest is history. Ain't no history. Okay, so you got online. You were semi-interested. You said, okay, he came back around. You're like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and try this thing out. Now you guys started dating. When when was there a shift? And this was in the pandemic. You met him during the pandemic. I the time did. when the world was shut down. And mm. everybody's like, there's no love out there for you. <laughs> da, 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 da. Right? <laughs> you know? So what would you say um, was the shift that you said, you know what? This this could be my my husband. This could be the one for me. So there were two, um, two instances. So I didn't know right away that this could be my husband, but we were chatting online and one of your recommendations is to take it offline as soon as possible. So we didn't chat online forever. It was like a few days and we moved it offline. So we FaceTimed um, maybe like the weekend after we started texting. And I saw his face and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to be trouble. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's going to be trouble. Um, but even before then, our communicate, like we spoke, you know, quite often on the phone. Um, so the communication was there. We had a ton to talk about. And then just putting the face behind the voice and the name you know, that spoke volumes. And then eventually we decided to meet up even though we were in the pandemic. Um, so just throw caution to the wind, meet this man <laughs> in person. Let's hope you don't have COVID. Um, <laughs> so we met in a park and we just sat and chatted for a while and we swung on the swings and we just had a good time. <laughs> so all right so you are both parents of children so tell me like what was that like right like you have your girls like what when was the decision that he could even meet your girls because I know that's a big deal right so and and I'm specifically thinking of all the single moms out there that are like you know what maybe I'll wait until everybody leaves the house before I'll venture out on this love thing because I don't want to look like blah 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 so what was that like I had that thought as well. I had that thought that I would meet someone after they were older and they were out of the house. And my therapist was like, why are you waiting? 
if this is something you want now. So I definitely had that thought and I can understand where, you know, women are coming from. Um, I think you bring your perspective, your partner around your girls or your children rather when you're comfortable. Um, I don't think there's a time frame you can attach to it. Um, just make sure that you trust yourself. So that's the big thing. You have to trust yourself and that you're going to make the right decision. But when you're comfortable. So when were you comfortable? How far into it were you? I don't even remember, honestly. It feels like we've been together forever and it's only been about two years. Um, it had to be at least a month or it, it was at least a month, but maybe like two or three months in, he met the girls. Just beautiful. So did they like him? Did they hate him? What was that? I don't think they had an opinion either way. So my girls are older. Mm -hmm. So my, my oldest is 18 and she's in college right now. My next, my middle child is 17. She's in her senior year. So I think they thought he was okay. He was nice. He was cute. <laughs> so, but I don't think they had a thought either way. And it wasn't, he wasn't around them every day. It was just like a meeting. And then, you know, we continued to date. So he nice. wasn't around them often in the beginning. Okay. Got you. So he wasn't just coming over and sitting on the couch and saying, hey, what's for dinner? No, y'all continue dating. Okay. I like I liked it. All right. All right. So, so you were together for how long before the next step happened? We were together maybe seven months and him and I had a conversation um, about moving in. And so he moved in. Now, this was something that I don't know if you and I had a conversation, Coach Cass. I don't remember. <laughs> we did. <laughs> well, this was something I had to work through, right? <laughs> so it wasn't an easy decision. And again, I think it goes back to trusting yourself. All right. So then, so then what happened that, that, that moved it on up? <laughs> you went from the, the together to the move in to the how did that happen so i i think we felt early on on that this was it for us um and because i was comfortable with him and how he was moving within a relationship and you know lease was up over here it was time to make a decision why not why not but why not um, but again, that's something that I had to work through because in my head, right, you get engaged and then you move in, not necessarily get married and move in, but at least engaged. Um, so I had to work through that because it wasn't happening according to my, my plan. <laughs> so, so was there a conversation about when the engagement was going to happen when, well, before he moved in? Yeah, of course we had that conversation. Like you're not just moving in to move in. Like right. <laughs> we're moving <Definitely>. towards <laughs> an engagement or it's mm -hmm. not gonna work. So I think one of the things that we have to learn as women is how to ask for what we want. Yes. Um, but in a nice way, right? Mm -hmm. Not like <laughs> listen here, boy. <laughs> 
So, so okay. So we we talked about the move in. Now, how long after did you guys get engaged? After he moved in, it was about eight months. So, did you feel like a a, a clock was ticking or something? It was, was in my head. It sure mm-hmm. was. <laughs> did you bring it up like, well, all right now. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> Uh, what's what's happening, bro, man? Did did any of those conversations happen? This one, <laughs> just once, <laughs> I brought that up. Like, um, yeah, this is not a forever thing. Like, I, I need us to to move forward. And um, he mentioned to me that he was working on it, and I believed him. So one of the things I've learned over time, and still learning, is believing in your partner. Believe in the best. Um, so so <laughs> when he said that, I had to take it at face value, right? And just believe that he was telling me the truth. Oh, that's so beautiful. So that's one of the things we teach in the network, right? It's just like when you believe the best in your partner, you're a happier couple. And that and that partner then has the confidence that they can go out and do what they're supposed to do versus feeling like they're questioned 24-7 because that does not create a good environment right so how did he propose at the football so I like uh football (laughs) and pre-covid I would travel to Dallas to see the Eagles play the Cowboys um so the Eagles that's my team and we don't like the Cowboys so (laughs) (laughs) um even though it was COVID still going on last year we made the trip down to Dallas my girl so I knew the the engagement was coming and I said to myself, um, oh, it's not going to be in Dallas because the girls won't be there, you know, because I just assumed that, you know, my, at least my girls would be there. No, it's not going to happen. They're not there. They're home. And he surprised me and he had them on FaceTime and he proposed while we were tailgating at the Eagles Cowboys game. Oh, did you cry? <laughs> I teared up a little. I think I, I cried when I saw the girls on FaceTime. Like, uh, it brought all the emotion out of me. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one thing we did not cover, right? And then you could share from the perspective, because there's a lot of women out here nowadays, right, Priya? They're like, I want a high value man, right? And many of them equate that to a man who's making millions of dollars, has this 800 score, blah, 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 and less about the character of who he is. So would you like to speak a little bit to that? Yeah, so my husband now, everyone. So he's one of the people that do not make millions and millions of dollars. He's a blue collar worker, whereas I'm in the office, I'm white collar. I, you know, I make more than than he does, but he brings so much more to the table. So it's not all about money. Now, I'm not saying go get someone that plays video games, right? (laughs) All day long with the hand in the pants. So we don't want that one. (laughs) Deposit him back. (laughs) But we do want someone that will take care of you, that values you, cherishes you, make you feel safe and secure. And that's huge someone that respects you, you know, someone that has integrity. And, you know, so those characteristics go 
goes a long way in a relationship because you can have all the money in the world, but if you aren't happy, then it's all for nothing. Ooh, girl, say it, say it. You better say it. So recently, you and your closest friends and family flew down to <laughs> Mexico. Mexico, yes. Mexico. So come on, tell us about what y'all was doing in Mexico, girl. We was getting married in Mexico, Coach Cass. <laughs> yes, we had such a good time in Mexico. So I knew like from, I didn't have a big wedding when I got married when I was 20. It was at my grandma's house. So I knew I wanted to do something the second time around and I don't have, you know, a big family. So destination wedding just made sense. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you we had such a good time, we had such a good time. It was a ton of fun, like leading up to it was great. We had, you know, we had the chance to spend time with our family and friends. We did a cocktail hour. We rented a catamaran. We went sailing and then we got married. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, here it is. A married, I was talking to a married woman. Can you, can you throw up the ring? Can we, can we see it? Can you, can you do a little dance with it? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So tell, tell me specifically what made him the one? What made him the one for you? How he treats me. Mm -hmm. and how he treats the girls and how he treats everyone so I, I do get on him sometimes because he can talk right <laughs> yeah, all night like all right babe <laughs> so he is a talker and I'm like the, I'm the total opposite of of him but he has like he can make anyone feel comfortable around him which is you know a good trait trait to have but he dotes on me mm -hmm. and he makes me feel special um and he values me so yeah I have the best version of of him mm -hmm. and I will always say that because you know we all have a past right um but I have the the best version of him I'm not sure if you know people had the best version of me in the past or even you know on his side but I know I have the best version of, of him. Beautiful. Ah, oh. <sighs> so over on this side, would you say it's worth it? This married life? It is. There's a lot of single ladies out here wondering, you know what? I could do that all by myself. You know, Coach Cass, I got things going. You know, I got a job. I could travel. I could do all the things. So what would you say is the biggest difference of being a married woman versus doing what you were doing before with your girls? Just having someone in your corner, that companionship makes makes all the difference. Someone that you feel safe with, because you can have somebody there, right? Yeah. <laughs> some of your listeners may have someone there, but it may not be, <laughs> may not be the right one. Well, <laughs> you better say it. <laughs> but just the companionship. Um, cause you know, I was traveling, I, I have a good job. I'm going out with my friends, you know, I'm doing all that. I'm not sitting home while I'm single. So I'm having a ton of fun, but now I have a partner that we can do things together and we can, you know, explore this journey of life together. So it's huge. 
So if someone is watching this now, a professional woman, a working woman, a woman that is about her business and this love thing hasn't worked out and she's wondering, you know, should I get support in my love journey? What would you say to her? Join the Real Love Network. Coach Cass is everything. She will support you in your journey. She will be there for you. She will tell you when you're wrong and she'll cheer you on when you're right. You know, I do not think you'll regret joining the Real Love Network. I don't. I have my ring. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> I appreciate you so much, Priya. So did we did we miss any part of the story? Like, is there any piece of the message that you think would be good for the ladies to hear? Do the work. Do the work. And whether you see results immediately or it takes a while, the work still needs to be done. So what we don't want to do is be stuck, right? We want to keep moving forward. And in order to do so, we have to do the work. So don't be afraid. Don't let fear, you know, box you in. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Don't let fear box you in. Were you afraid at one point, Priya? I was. I was. I find that a lot of the ladies that I speak to, there's a fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. There's a fear of rejection. There's a fear of abandonment. You know, there's so many fears that end up coming up. And it's really tough to work through that by yourself. Mm -hmm. It is, which is exactly why I started the Real Love Network, right? To be able to be in a safe space, to be supported. Mm-hmm. in your journey right through each level so we have self-love we have vetting love you know you got to choose the right partner hello fix that picker <laughs> and then thrive in the right relationship so you don't self-sabotage it you know because too often mm-hmm. too often do we do that have you a good good man and then you just what happened <laughs> mm-hmm. well Priya thank you thank you for sharing your story from the heart and I pray for this love to last till y'all get old and gray. You probably already have some grays, gray chin hair. I just colored my grays. It's all right, girl. These things are disrespectful. So, you know, so y'all get old, old, 97.201, you know, that you're still holding hands and laughing in this thing called life. And one thing I realized is that you have more life ahead of you than you do behind you. And Mm -hmm. it's never too late, never too late for love and to let love in. So thank you for sharing your story, Priya. Thank you so much, Coach Cass, for everything.